The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh. It is a numbers game right here on a Monday morning. Skill Alexander. Week 17 guessing lines. It's our final guessing lines of the year tribute to the old stardust radio show of the same ilk back with Roxy Roxborough back in the day where uh, typically I'll try to guess the lines and then Chrissy will tell me what he's putting up at the end of the show. But this being week 17, this is squirrely. So it's basically an excuse just to talk to Chrissy about football for two hours. Cause I don't know how many lines are actually lo- are actually up. Let's bring him in. Uh, he is my mishpucha. He runs the South point hotel casino. Ladies and gentlemen, he has a brand new funky intro for guessing lines, and it goes a little something like this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Maybe not so brand new. We've played it a couple times before. It's Chris Andrews, everybody. He runs the South Point Hotel Casino. Good morning to you, Chrissy. What's going on, pal? <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> Uh, I warn you in advance. Who, who's that? What music's that? Gil, somebody I'd never heard of. No, probably. no, no. I had nothing to do with that music. What was that, Jason? It was just generic. We can't hear you, Jason. Generic marching generic band. Generic fired up marching band beginning of the game. Okay, there you music. go. Music. All right. Generic marching band beginning of the game oh. music. There you go, Chrissy. Okay. <laughs> you asked. All right. With, with a little 80s rock and roll okay. in there, too. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I warn you in advance. I did this by text also. I could have verbal diarrhea on some of these games. And your response was good because there are there might not be lines for half of these. Yeah, okay. I know. I mean, I'm, I, I wrote them down last night, and uh, I, you know, I made my numbers. Yeah, let's put it this way: I put in my power ratings on every game. You know, did the addition and subtraction necessary? But uh, you know, still, we don't know who's. A lot of games, we don't know who's really playing, who isn't, and uh, you know, coaches. Uh, uh, just a warning: coaches lie on a week like this. That's right. And the other n- note that I would make is 
sometimes needs the game is the most overrated thing in sports gambling. Period. Yes. If you, if you are, as the great Dr. Bob once said, if you're in a must win situation, you must not be that good was his comment. His way of saying that. Yeah. Uh, But the way it's set up this weekend uh, is that the early time slot on Sunday, again, no Thursday, no Saturday, no nothing before Sunday. The early time slot on Sunday are basically the teams that are AFC uh, specific in terms of whether they will be in or out of the playoffs. So who will get those final spots in the AFC playoffs? Those teams are involved in the early frame. In the second group, the afternoon games, it's determine perhaps AFC South winner, uh, determine the NFC number one seed, and determine the NFC ins or outs of the playoffs. And then the late game, the, the night game, is the NFC East title game, if you will, de facto title game. Washington involved in that. I know that because that was splattered all over the place. I still don't know the lines, but that's the, that's the schedule. How did you do this past week? Saturday was a grind. We wind up slightly in the black, uh, but Sunday was real good. Sunday was a real good day. Sunday what was your best. What was your best outcome on Sunday? Oh, the best outcome yesterday, uh, probably the Jets. Yeah, that was probably our best outcome. Yeah, that would make sense. Jets winning their second in a row, beating Cleveland outright. Um, Thirty-five left in Circus Survivor out of thirteen hundred ninety. Um, 35 out of 1390 headed into the final week Two, at least what we can ascertain two people with two entries left. So 33 different people, 35 entries. Um, Remember 23 is the point where it becomes a six figure theoretical value 23.9 specifically. So almost at the six figure mark, the Browns took out the most, the aforementioned Browns with 12 Texans went down with five. Someone had the Cardinals. So that's how you got to the 18. Uh, All right. Let us begin with the first game on Sunday. I got a lot to say. Yeah, whatever. So the first game is in the rotation is the night game. So we'll get to that last, I guess. Okay. Um, Let's do early games. Early games. Jaguars at the Colts. Jaguars at the Colts. All right. Promise me we'll get to the Miami Raiders, Miami, either Miami or the Raiders in this segment because I got I got too much to say about that. Uh, Jaguars at the Colts. This, by the way, let me just say this about Survivor, but let me take a moment to just remind people that this is uh, Gil Alexander, Chris Andrews. This is Guessing Lines, Week 17, the final week of the regular season, uh, right here on a numbers game at VEASAN, the sports betting network. The exercise is I don't know the lines. I try to guess them. Chrissy tells me in a typical week what he'll post at the end of the show. We'll see how this goes today because Week 17 is squirrely. Uh, For those of us who got beat with the Rams in Week 15, uh, I, speaking for myself, I had the uh, Ravens planned all the time for week 16. So, of course, it was a cruise job. Indianapolis would have been my week 17 pick. And as it turns out, I'm going to guess that this is going to be a massive spread. I'm going to guess it's 14. The Jacksonville Jaguars yesterday, and this is what I talk about. It's what I talked about with Tankapalooza three years ago in the NBA. It's what I talk about, quote, unquote, tanking now. The players on the field don't tank. But front offices and coaches can do things to minimize your chances at winning. The Jaguars yesterday came out with no Gardner Minshew. They went with Mike Glennon and no James Robinson. They announced this before the game. Uh, they announced this before they uh, went out and laid an egg against the Chicago Bears. 
there was a couple there was a few things happening in that Bears Jacksonville game. By the way, the first of which was when Arizona lost on Saturday, I couldn't believe more people didn't pound Chicago early. They waited till Sunday to go crazy. I immediately it was like everything on Saturday after Arizona lost. That's a different story. But Jacksonville, no Minshew, no Robinson. The Jets win and the Jacksonville loss means Jacksonville clinches the number one pick in the 2021 draft and a shot at Trevor Lawrence. Mike Glennon was 24 of 37 for 211 in the loss, two touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked once. They only had 14 first downs. They had 10 penalties for 115 yards. Uh, longest losing streak in franchise history, ties their franchise record for losses in a season at 14. That was set back in 2012. And then there's the Colts. The Colts had a big lead over the Steelers, your Steelers. They were up 21 to three in the second half. Uh, minus two in turnovers, though. They had nine penalties for 83 yards. They got outscored 21-3, to as I said, in the second half after being up in that game a grip. Uh, and that was the big turnaround. They were up 24-7, to got outscored 21-3. to Rivers, 22 of 35 for 271 touchdown, one pick. He was sacked five times. Jonathan Taylor, 18 for 74 and two touchdowns. But Indianapolis now needs help because of that loss. They need to win and Tennessee to lose to win the AFC South. Their second way in is a win by Indianapolis in this game against Jacksonville. Shouldn't be difficult. And a loss by Miami, Baltimore, or Cleveland. Any one of those three, coupled with a Colts win here over Jacksonville, and Indianapolis will be in. So Indianapolis has two routes, division or wild card, but they do need help. I'll say Colts by 14, two touchdowns here because the Jaguars are done so. Uh, it's 13 and a half or 14. I definitely like the higher number. My, I made it 17 myself, you know, and I know the Colts could be wildly inconsistent, uh, which is, uh, you know, commentary. I think more Philip rivers than the rest of the lineup, but you know, they all, they all are complicit in this. Uh, but I, I like this high. I mean, the Jags just, they, they didn't show up the second half. They played a good first half against the bears, but just didn't show up the second half. I mean, how much enthusiasm you think is going to be in that locker room this week as they view film and do all that other sort of thing. So yeah. I'm, I definitely like the highest number possible here. So 14 is what I'll open just because I see a lot of 13 and a half out there, but I'm going to stay. High. The only counter arguments that, and I think you're right. I, I doubt they'll care at all, especially when looking at film for this last game. The only counter argument would be Jacksonville actually now can win at will, right? Nothing goes wrong. If they win this game, sure, right. they That's still true. have the number one pick. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say 14, and you're saying you'll put it at 17 or whatever is the highest you said. I'm going to use 14 just because, like I said, I see uh, plenty of 13 and a half rounds, so I'm going to be on the high end of it. Okay. Next. You want to do your rant now, Gil? Because those two teams are way down the list. Oh. When do you want, what's the perfect segment right, to do that? Well, we'll do that. I, I just want to do it in the top segment or of either hour. So we'll wait till the second hour for that. Okay. All right. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next in the next in the rotation is a one is a late game. Do you want to skip that and go on to the early games first? Yeah, I think we should do all the early games first. Let's do them chronologically. Okay. Next up, Cowboys at the Giants. Cowboys at the Giants. Okay, so winner of this game will win the NFC East if then Washington loses later. Okay, so winner of this game wins the NFC East if Washington loses later. It's the 6-9 and nine Cowboys, the 5-10 and 10 Giants. Cowboys win yesterday. They beat the Eagles. They were way down. They were down 14-3 to three against the Eagles. Outscored them 34-3 to three the rest of the way. Beat them 37-17 to 17 as three-point dogs. 
Dalton was 22 of 30 for 377. Three touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked twice. Zeke, 19 for 105. Cooper, four catches for 121. Gallup, six for 121 and two touchdowns. Scored on five consecutive possessions in the second and third quarter. Uh, And then the Giants just got rolled by the Ravens. It was never close. 27 to 13 was actually closer than it was. Ravens fumbled at the two-yard line late on the way in to make it a three-touchdown lead. Instead, they only win by two touchdowns. Daniel Jones, 24 of 41 for 252. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked six times. Giants offense, one of 10 on third, one of three on fourth. It's their fifth straight game with fewer than 20 points. They've scored just two touchdowns over their past three weeks. And that's that with the Giants. So I'll say Dallas, not quite by a field goal, I'll say Dallas minus two and a half in what could be a game for the NFC East, depending on what Washington does later. What is two and a half? I might make the number higher, so I'm going to open three. And I know somebody's going to come in and take it. It's like the, you know, the, the, it's like the last three they're ever going to see in the world, you know, when I post one of these. But I make this a lot higher. And my commentary on the Giants is that was looking through some things this year. I think it's overlooked just how bad this franchise has been for about six or seven years now. I mean, they are terrible. They have, they're looking at, did they, are they five and 10? Is that what they are? They're five Five and 10. So double digit losses, double digit losses again this year. Uh, You know what they lose three. You mentioned how many points they haven't scored in the last uh, six games or whatever. Six against Browns, thirteen against the Ravens. Before that, their wins they had seventeen against Bengals against the Seahawks. How they won that game, I'll never know. Uh, beat the Bengals, beat the Eagles, beat the Washingtons twice. Now, this is a terrible team, and I hate to say because I've always kind of liked the Giants uh, out of the NFC. Has been one of my favorite NFC teams, but this is a terribly run franchise for a while now, and it's kind of you know slid under the radar. Because they do have those two Super Bowls uh, with Eli Manning, and they, they have a pretty rich history. Parcells won a couple Super Bowls, you know. So, but um, this is this is a, a bad team and a bad franchise right now. Not that the Cowboys are any great shakes, but they're playing pretty good. Looks like Dalton got his feet under him and knows how to use everybody. You know, they looked a little blocky, certainly in the first half yesterday. Came out with a vengeance. I like this number way higher, so I'm going to open three. Somebody's going to grab it off me, I'm sure, but I like this number way higher. Did you just tell me I hit the first two on the button, by the way? First two lines? You did. Yeah, yeah look at you. That's never, yeah, I don't think that's happened can. all year. I'm sure I'll mess one up badly coming up. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Field, what, Field Yates. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. What did you say? No, I was going to say, what do you see some of these numbers? They're oh, crazy. So, I'm yeah, sure. you'll miss I'm wildly. Sure. I remember that from week 17. By the way, Field Yates had this great tweet about the Giants. They could win the division. Remember, if they win and Washington loses, the Giants, based on tiebreaker, because yeah. they swept Washington, would win the division. Or they could pick third in the draft. How amazing is yeah. that? That's how wacky the NFC East is. That's from Field Yates from ESPN. Uh, Win the division and get a home playoff game or or pick third in the draft in another scenario. That's the gap. Uh, The other thing about this is 6-10 and could win the NFC East and 11-5 and could miss the playoffs in the AFC. That's just another amazing (laughs) thing. All right, what's next? Yeah. And by the way, I still don't want to change the playoff format. I think it's great drama. This it's way. great. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really do. 
Yeah. And I mean, listen, you're looking, there are two and a half point dogs. How many of those win? Quite a few. Uh, we haven't gotten to the Washingtons yet. That's a low point spread there too. Can easily, easily app them winning the division. I mean, no doubt. Okay. Next up, we have the Steelers at the Browns. Steelers at the Browns. Here's where it starts to get squirrely. Because mm-hmm. here's where you can't, I mean, I don't know what to make this. Uh, Pittsburgh, as I mentioned yeah. yesterday, outgained by the Colts in the first half, 206 to 28 in total yards. 206 to 28 in the first half. Colts were up 24 to 7, as I, as I mentioned, heading into the final stages of the third quarter. Biggest second half comeback of Mike Tomlin's tenure in Pittsburgh ensued. They outscored the Colts 21 to nothing over the final 18 minutes and 16 seconds. And Pittsburgh clinches the AFC North. By the way, they would have clinched it with the Browns loss anyway. Seventh AFC North title under Mike Tomlin. Big Ben came to life. 34 of 49 for 342. Three touchdowns, no picks. Sacked once all of his touchdown passes in the second half. Juju, 9 for 96 and a touchdown. Deontay, 8 for 75 and a touchdown. They were plus two in turnovers. That always helps. Now, here's where it gets squirrely. They can clinch the number two seed with a win and one Buffalo loss. Remember, the Bills play tonight against New England, and then they got a game next week. So Pittsburgh could clinch the number two seed with a win and a Buffalo loss, but the number two seed, remember, doesn't have a bye anymore. First year that's happened. So do they really care? I don't know. Mike Tomlin already on record is saying he's not sure how many starters he might sit in this finale against the Browns. The Browns, on the other hand, have everything to play for. They can clinch their first playoff berth since 2002 with a win next week or an Indianapolis loss or a Tennessee loss, Miami win and Baltimore win. You got all that? So let me say that again. Browns clinch a playoff berth with a win. That's the easiest way. Or an Indianapolis loss. That's the second easiest way. Then the more convoluted way, a Tennessee loss, a Miami win, and a Baltimore win. Don't ask. Baker Mayfield (laughs) yesterday in defeat, 28 of 53 for 285. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked four times. The Browns had a season-low 45 rushing yards, as I mentioned. Oh, no, I didn't mention this. They were minus two in turnovers against the Jets. But remember, this was the COVID game. They entered that game against the Jets without seven players because of COVID-19 issues, along with the, with the Cardinals losing on Saturday, which should have triggered Bears bets for everybody based on playoff implications and the fact that the Jaguars already announced they weren't playing Minshew or Robinson. This was the other sort of must bet, the COVID issues with the Browns. No Jarvis Landry, no three other wide receivers, Rashard Higgins, Donovan Peoples-Jones, or Cotterell uh, uh, Hodge. Linebacker Jacob Phillips as well. Jedrick Wills, the rookie left tackle, was out for other for other reasons. They had to call up several players from the practice squad, and Coach Kevin Stefanski ran a walkthrough in a parking lot near the team's hotel to get some of the new players up to speed on the game plan. After the game, Baker Mayfield said, quote, I failed this team. I put three balls on the ground, two of them they recovered, and the other on fourth down. Just hold on to the damn ball, unquote. And the, the big one he's talking about on fourth and one with the uh, shorthanded Browns driving for the potential tying score. He tried to push forward for the first down, lost the ball when Terrell Basham smacked into him. Kareem Hunt recovered, but by rule, Mayfield was the only one who could advance the ball, and he was short of the first down. So the call was upheld by video review, and the Jets got the ball with 118 left. Second straight win for them after an 0-13 start. So that's the situation. The Browns have everything to play for. Still could get in if they lose, but they've got everything to play for. Pittsburgh's got only seeding to play for. Does seeding matter? 
I would argue it doesn't. Mike Tomlin, as you say, coaches lie, indicating that it might not matter to them. I don't know. You put all that in the wash. Cleveland's, what, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite or something like that? I don't know. There's only, there's only a couple numbers out there, and it's more like six-and-a-half. Um, but I don't know. I'm certainly not posting this number today. I mean, the Bills game means, uh, you know, you say seeding doesn't matter. You know, I don't know if it matters or not. Yeah, I really maybe don't it does, know. maybe it doesn't. I mean, it might or know. might not. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. So, I mean, I'm not going to post this today, but six and a half is kind of the number that's out there right now. Um, you know, I, it, I, I, listen, I get, the, I have all the Pittsburgh papers that I try to follow as much as I can. I'll see if I can get a read on it. But like I opened the show saying, uh, I don't know if I trust these coaches with what they say. They're under no obligation to tell you the truth. Um, except on an injury, but you know, we'll see. I don't know. So right now I'm not going to open it, but six and a half is the number, but very, very few numbers out there, but that's what I see. Yeah. This is the first one where it's impossible to set a line for. And I will, I will say this, even if seating did matter to you, again, we're not talking about the number one seed because Kansas city's got that. We're not talking about to make right. or to miss the playoffs. We're talking about you're in, you've either clinched the playoff berth or you've clinched a uh, division win and you're in the playoffs. And even if you cared about seeding, you couldn't plan it if you tried with all of these teams bunched up like they are. So you couldn't, you couldn't even figure out who you'd end up playing if you had designs on playing a certain team. Unlike the NFC, by the way, where you do have the NFC East winner sitting out there as the four seed, there would be purpose to trying to get the number five seed. But the AFC, forget about it. You know, so that that will be interesting to see in the NFC how teams play that. Who can jockey for the number five position? Can you? But at least there's a goal. You could argue there's a goal in the NFC with seeding. You cannot argue because all of these teams are really good in the AFC. And now that Pittsburgh showed up, I would I would throw them into the whole mix. Um, so that's the story there. So we'll probably run into uh, several several more of these games where there's no idea how to, you know, does a team care? Does it not care? What is the coach saying? Is he lying? Is he telling the truth? Uh, We're all amateur psychologists on uh, heading into week 17, but that's what makes it interesting. Uh, We'll come back. We'll continue with guessing lines week 17. Nonetheless, the 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Next up, we got the Titans at the Texans. Titans at the Texans. Titans got beat in the snow last night by Green Bay. We'll get to Green Bay. Yeah. Have you ever seen more effortless football than the Packers are playing right now? Uh, it's amazing. Titans get beat uh, 40 to 14. They got it close at one point, uh, 19 to 14, I believe. But then it was just a steamroll uh, down the stretch of that game. Uh, Tennessee. Let's see here. Tennessee at who did you say at Houston? Oh, okay. Ryan Tannehill yesterday, by the way, in defeat, 11 of 24 for 121 through the air. 121, one touchdown, two picks. He was sacked twice. Three carries for 55 yards and a touchdown for him, though. Derrick Henry, 23 for 98. Whenever you can hold him under 100, you're doing a good job. A couple calls in that game went against Tennessee. I'm not saying Tennessee would have won the game, but offsides called on a blocked field goal attempt. Yeah, was interesting. And then by the time they got to the replay on a big Aaron Jones run where he clearly stepped out of bounds, they couldn't really challenge it. Ends up costing the Titans 36 yards. So that was a little odd in that game. Odd being a kind word. But nonetheless, Green Bay crushes them. Tennessee, 10 and 5. They are in a big mix. But if they win, they win the AFC South in this game at Houston. End of story. Houston loses to the Bengals. Bengals have won two in a row. Deshaun, 24 of 33 for 347. Three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. Uh, David Johnson, 12 carries, 128 yards and a touchdown. He finally showed up. Cook, 7 for 153 and a touchdown. It's the third time in the past four games that the Texans had a chance to win or tie a game late, but lost a fumble instead. Last drive of the game. Uh, I'll say Tennessee has is a 10-point favorite at Houston. You're a little high. It's uh, seven and a half. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's call it seven and a half. There's some other weird numbers out there, but uh, seven and a half's uh, the consensus. Hmm. It is a little lower. Um, I don't know that the. I mean, the Texans look terrible. I mean, they've been terrible for most of the year. You know, still like Deshaun Watson. You know, I don't like many of the uh, skill players surrounding him, but I, I do like him. J.J. Uh, Watt had a pretty famous uh, rant yesterday yes. on Twitter that yes, got a lot of attention. Um, you know, and I, I, you know, listen, he is still a team leader, and I think that's going to mean something in a week like this where uh, they are. I think they're going to do their best to show up. I think the numbers are shade high myself, but I will open seven and a half. It's just such a squirrely week. I don't know if I want to get overloaded on some team uh, in a situation like this. Uh, when I don't know exactly what the Texans are going to be doing. The Titans certainly are playing for quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I think seven and a half is okay, but I, I kind of like it a little bit lower. I wouldn't be surprised if that game trends down a little bit, but uh, we'll open seven and a half, see what happens. Yeah, I do. I'd miss one badly. Uh, 10, right. And Houston, but this is fitting, though, to end week 17 with a game where I missed the line on a Houston Texans game. They have been. Them in New England, that I think if we had one theme on guessing lines this year, Houston and New England, I perpetually got those lines wrong. 
the market has just a different opinion of those two teams. And I'm not saying I'm right and they're wrong. It worked out sometimes. It didn't work out others. Uh, but you're saying, Houston, what, so what are you posting on this again in the end? Seven and a half, you said? Uh, seven and a half. Seven yeah. and a half. All right. Yeah. And again, if Tennessee wins, uh, they win the AFC South. Doesn't matter what Indianapolis does. If they lose and Indianapolis <laughs> loses, they still win the AFC South. If they lose and Indianapolis wins, then they're in the wild card mix and it becomes a whole bunch more convoluted. Again, these are all early games on Sunday, week 17. We're running up against a break. The Jets at the Patriots. Jets at the Patriots. By the way, I didn't mean to like uh, segue from that callously. <laughs> but we, we got to move on here. Jets at Patriots. Let's see. Uh, Jets, 2-13, and 13, as we mentioned. Big win over the Browns. Big, well, I don't know about big. Jets fans are just devastated because in a two-week span, the Jets <laughs> have completely taken themselves away from the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. The Jets win, uh, did in fact clinch the number one pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars. New York will have the number two pick, no matter what they do in this game. They will have the number two pick, so no Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Welcome whoever you decide to pick number two, Jets. Sam Darnold was 16 of 32 for 175, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, He was sacked twice in uh, the victory over the Browns. Jamison Crowder. One of one passing for 43 yards and a touchdown. One carry for 14 yards. Seven catches for 92 yards and a touchdown. The Jets, as I mentioned, were plus two in turnovers. New England hasn't played. Uh, New England plays tonight against Buffalo, where they are seven-point dogs against the Bills, who are trying to get Sean McDermott that Coach of the Year award, I would imagine, at this point. Not that they may think about that out loud, but that's probably what's on the line tonight. Buffalo already having won the AFC (coughs) East. Uh, I will say in this game, I mean, I'll just say New England minus four because Bill Belichick doesn't want to let Adam Gase beat him. So I'll just say minus four, sight unseen with the Patriots, and I'll leave it at that. And it's, it's four and a half and five. Yeah, Adam, you know, I have no idea how Bill <laughs> Belichick yeah. is going to approach this game. I mean, he's never been in a game like this. That's right. You know, and, you know, I, I mean, even in the Cleveland days, I don't think he was in a game like this. So I, you know, I just have no idea. But of course, they do hate the Jets. He hates them personally, and I'm sure the Jets feel the exact same way about him. One more thing about that: the Jets Browns game. You know, I, I think Stefanski has done a great job with Cleveland this year, but with no wide receivers, what? Like, where was the running game? And I know they fell behind early, but you're supposed to run the ball a little bit. That was a terrible coaching performance by Stefanski. Just a horror. 40, anyway, I 40, guess I'll open 45 five. rushing yards, as I mentioned, for Cleveland. Season low yesterday. Yeah, you know, okay. But you know, they abandoned the run like yeah. early in the game. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know what the game plan was, but with no wide receivers and one of the best running games in the NFL against a horrible team, you can't abandon anything early. I For mean, sure. I, we were watching it. Well, listen, we needed the Jets to win. And the whole time I'm telling Jimmy, and they, uh, it's still the Jets. They could, they could blow the game and the number, believe me. So, you know, <laughs> but the Savants, yeah, I'm, that was terrible coaching at this point. Anyway, I'm going to open New England 5. I have no idea what this Yeah, is. I have nothing else, nothing further to add, Your Honor. Uh, Jets win that game against no. Cleveland yesterday, 23-16 to 16 as seven-point dogs. Next. Oh, here's another one. Vikings at the Lions. <laughs> I I wouldn't know what to make this. Uh, Vikings lose to the Vikings lose to the Saints on Christmas, 
and they lose pretty handily. Cousins, 27 of 41 for 291, three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. Adam Thielen, eight for 97 and a touchdown. Minnesota eliminated from playoff contention while allowing the most points by any Vikings team since 1963 in that game. 52 points to the Saints. They lose 52 to 33. Kamara had six touchdowns himself. We'll get to him. Vikings never led in that game. They gave up 583 yards, the most ever gained by a Vikings opponent. And New Orleans is 264 yards rushing were the most by a Vikings opponent in Zimmer's seven seasons. So how about that, Minnesota? And by the way, another completion of a Kirk Cousins middling season. Mazel tov to you for having <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Detroit uh, Lions, their game, uh, they started against Tampa Bay without interim coach Daryl Bevel, along with assistance on the defensive staff because of COVID-19 contact tracing. Uh, their wide receivers coach, Robert Prince, was their head coach for the day. And they played much of the game without quarterback Matt Stafford. He was questionable to play with hip and thumb injuries. Then he hurt his right ankle on the opening drive, didn't return. Anyway, they got housed 47-7. to Tampa Bay could have scored 100 if they wanted to. Stafford was 2 of 3 for 17. Daniel, Chase Daniel, 13 of 18 for 86. Blau came in 6 of 10 for 49. They had 12 total first downs in that game versus 30 for Tampa. They were 1 of 10 on third downs. 186 total yards versus the 588 for Tampa, minus two in turnovers. They had 11 penalties just for good measure, the Lions did, for 117 yards. Their only score, Jamal Agnew, returning a punt 74 yards in the third quarter. Uh, I, I don't know. Minnesota by by something, by six. But we have no idea who's playing for Detroit, who's coaching or whatever, so I have no clue. Yeah, it's six and a half. I see only a couple numbers out there. It's six and a half. I mean, I got to wait to see what are they going to do with Stafford. I mean, they're going to be crazy if they play him. But these two teams gave up a combined ninety-nine points this past weekend. Yeah, I mean, two teams totally <laughs> in the tank. So bad. I don't. I, yeah, I, I have no. Let's put it this way: I have no idea what I'm going to open. Probably around six and a half, but you know. I, I don't see anybody beating down the doors to bet no. this game in the first place unless they actually know something. So I'm, I'm just going to hold up on this one. I agree. Right well, not, so, well, I yeah. can't imagine it being a heavily bet game unless they know something, as no. you said. Tonight, the first time we've seen the New England Patriots play a game of no consequence in almost 20 years. I mean, that's hard that's, to believe. That's a lot. Um, Still more interesting than the masked singer. Say again? The masked singer? What what are you talking about? It's all the commercials that they play during uh, Sunday Night Football. Oh. Oh, I see. Masked singer, masked dancer. By the way, just scanning the TVs, our national nightmare is over. Lori Loughlin is out of jail. Yay. Very excited for her. Yes. Collective uh, sigh of relief. Great national nightmare is over. Didn't President Ford say that once upon a time? By the way, Chrissy, I didn't know uh, Jimmy Carter was our rock and roll president. Have you seen the ads for this documentary coming up? Who knew? Uh, no, I have not. Very, no, very no. excited to find out Jimmy Carter being our rock and roll president with music. We'll see. We shall see about that. I picture him more of a Johnny Cash type. Apparently, rock and roll. Uh, all right, number. Let's see. What are we? We're still in early games, or are we in late games yet? Yeah, still early. Oh, There's right. eight late games. How many early games? Seven early games. Okay. Eight late. So this is our seventh and final early game. Oh, we got one more after this. Oh, all right. What's next? Okay. Ready? Yep. Oh, shoot. We got two more after this. Uh, Falcons at the Bucks. Falcons at the Bucks. 
Let's see here. Falcons at the Bucks again. Falcons lose to the Chiefs. Uh, they do so seventeen to fourteen as eleven point dogs. Uh, Young Hay Koo missing a uh, a thirty nine yarder with nine seconds left in this game sealed the deal. Uh, Matt Ryan in defeat, 27 of 35 for 300, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked four times. Ridley, five for 130. Falcons have lost four straight, all by five points or fewer. It's their seventh loss this season in a one-possession game. Wow. Tampa Bay, meanwhile, uh, as we said, they crushed the Lions 47 to 7. Tom Brady, 22 of 27 for 348. His personal record by halftime. Four touchdowns, no picks, sacked once. It was his third career game with a perfect passer rating, 158.3. Only quarterback to ever throw four touchdowns and 340-plus yards before halftime, his second time doing it. Only half he needed to play, Bucks won 47-7. They rested Brady ahead 34 to nothing. the Bucks' largest halftime lead in franchise history. Sealed a spot in the playoffs for the first time since 2007, the NFL's second-longest postseason drought behind Cleveland. I would not have been able to name that. Tampa Bay had the second-longest playoff drought outside of Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland, 18 years. They're trying to uh, break that drought this coming Sunday. Tampa Bay set team records in points and yards, uh, 34-4-10 and in the first half. Remember, they had been outscored 59-7 to in the opening quarter of their previous six games. NFL record 12 straight seasons making the playoffs for Brady. Jeez. Gabbert came in. Blaine Gabbert, that is, 9 of 15 for 143. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. Evans, 10 for 181. Two touchdowns. Godwin, 5 of 84. 5, uh, rather, 5, 484. Uh, 5 for 84. Touchdown. Gronk, 2 for 58 and two touchdowns. They got 30 first downs and 588 total yards. Tampa Bay, single game record, 477 of which were passing. Uh, so Tampa Bay, again, Incentive to get the fifth seed? Can they figure out a way to do that so that they can face the NFC East winner? Atlanta's always playing one-score games. I'll say Tampa Bay minus four and a half. No more than that. I'd six. And that's exactly what my numbers came to. Mm. Um, You know, I'm watching the Falcons yesterday. I mean, a a win by the Falcons would have been beautiful on a couple different levels uh, <laughs> over the Chiefs. Hmm, I can't think of what the uh, second level might be, but I yeah, won't speculate. Yeah, I wonder what that would be. Yeah, and then I'm watching the game. <laughs> We're back there. Come on, Matt Ryan. Pull this. I'll never say anything bad about you again until you blow the next game you're supposed to win for me. <laughs> so, but, you know, that was just Atlanta just keeps losing these close games one way or another. They blow a 39-yard field goal. Go to put the game into overtime. Jeez. Uh, anyway, I make the game six. That's what my numbers can't come to. I pretty much see um, you know a solid six with no variation. So that's what I'm going to open it. All right, let's do one more here before the break. Ravens at the Bengals. Ravens at the Bengals. Okay. Now, according to what I said earlier, this is oh uh, uh, no no this is an early game. Is this early or late? This is an early game. Yeah, it's an early, early game. Still early. Okay. I think we might have. Yeah. Maybe we played one late game. I think by one accident. Of the first games was a. It was messed up. The there was a late game. Like the very first game was out of uh, okay. out of whack. All right. So this is an early game. Um. Okay. Baltimore. Say again. Who are they playing? Baltimore. Cincinnati. Uh. Cincinnati. Yeah, we discussed these a little. Lamar Jackson uh, beating the Giants. He was seventeen of twenty-six for one eighty-three. Thirteen carries for eighty. 
Uh, Ravens were 8 of 11 on third down. The Giants were 1 of 10 on third. They had 249 rushing yards. Perfect Ravens kind of game script. 10 penalties for 65 yards. They got to clean that up. But they can clinch a playoff berth with a win next week at Cincinnati or one loss by either Cleveland or Indianapolis. So a win by the Ravens puts them in or one loss by Cleveland or Indianapolis. The Colts and the Browns uh, losses this past weekend thrust the Ravens past both of them in the AFC wildcard hunt. And then Cincinnati, as we mentioned, uh, won their second in a row. Good for Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. They're 4-10-1 now. So not god-awful, just awful. Uh, Brandon Allen in probably <laughs> the most surprising box score line of the weekend. 29 of 37 for 371 against the Ravens. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was not sacked. Samaj P. Ryan, 13 for 95, two touchdowns. T. Higgins, good rookie season for T. Higgins. Six for 99 and a touchdown. Bengals had 540 total yards in this uh, game against Houston. By the way, against Houston, not against Baltimore. They're playing Baltimore here. Uh, 540 total yards against Houston, 453 Uh, given up to the Texans. It wasn't all great, but it's the first road win for Zach Taylor ever as head coach of the Bengals. How about that against the Texans? 37 to 31 win. Uh, That knocked out some survivors. As I said, I had, I had Baltimore planned. If the Rams had won, I would have played Baltimore yesterday and I would have played the Colts next week. It was so perfectly set up. God, I hate the Rams, but that's a different story. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. Sorry to stray. Uh, Baltimore at Cincinnati, Baltimore, are they going to be double digit favorites? 10 and a half. I'll say, uh, yeah, you're a little light. It's uh, 11, 11 and a half. I got to tell you, I made this 14, you know, maybe I'm overlooking how well the Bengals have played the last couple of weeks. Cause they did, they've played well. And I've knocked Zach Taylor as much as any coach. Uh, I just, I think he's been a terrible coach, but you know what guys get better. And he was a young coach and he was terrible last year. And, Maybe he's getting better this year. And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of like the Bengals early on. I think I said on the show uh, when Joe Burrow was playing, I said, look for the Bengals to cover some big numbers. Not that they're going to win a lot of games, but they're going to cover some numbers as a dog. Uh, you know, Burrow went out. And they kind of tanked a little bit. But the last couple of weeks are playing well. But I got to tell you, the Ravens are playing really well, too. Although, if you look back, the last four games are on a good winning streak. But, but they played nothing but garbage that whole way. Um, so is that why they're suddenly uh, rearing their ugly heads once again as one of the best teams in the league, not just the AFC? But are they playing a terrible team here? You know, I don't know. They've been terrible all season, but uh, you know, not so terrible lately. So I, you know, my number is probably a little high. Like I said, my number came to like fourteen, uh, but I'm going to open eleven and a half. I see it. Um, I saw some ten and a halves early, but not anymore. Uh, I see 11, 11 and a half. I'm going to go on the high end here, 11 and a half. But if I see this going higher, I think I'm going to go higher myself. Uh, matter of fact, I might even open 12. I'm going to put down a 12. I'm going to open that. Everyone wants to take it. Go ahead. I think this is going to go higher. Uh, Ravens are playing good, like I said, against garbage teams. The question is, are the Bengals still a garbage team or aren't they? So we'll see on Sunday, I guess. All right. So we've gotten through half the schedule. So Tennessee is the is if I'm based on the numbers that we've gone through so far, you would think Tennessee would be the play so far in the games for me. But as you mentioned, you know, I don't know. Houston plays all these tight, these tight games. They fumbled three of the last four away on the final possession. So I'm not like racing to play Tennessee, even though I guess them at 10 
and it's seven and a half. And that's that's also the game that was a late game based on my based on my template here where the early games, correct me if I'm wrong, Jason, but based on my template that the early games were all AFC ins and outs. So meaning the Cleveland's and the Miami's and the Baltimore's of the world. In the late frame, it's AFC South, NFC number one seed, and NFC ins and outs. So the Tennessee game must be a late game. Yeah, the Tennessee game. I still have Colts, it at ten. And the Colts games are late games. Okay, so Tennessee is a Tennessee one of the late Texans. Games. Oh, okay. Is a late yeah, game yeah, and the Colts not, Jags. I'm, All right. I'm looking at Don Best. They still have those listed as ten as ten o'clock games. Okay. Yeah, yeah. they they definitely this one by that. The NFL definitely scheduled this so that you could not correlate. You know, I, again, we, we this changed a few years ago where there were always correlated yeah. parlay opportunities with early games and late games. Right. They have completely legislated that out of the final Week 17 schedule. Um, they'll tell you they didn't have gambling in mind, but it's awfully suspicious that you can't do that anymore. Uh, Chrissy Andrews is here with us. Uh, we're guessing lines for Week 17. And again, for those just landing on this show for the first time, uh, typically this is about an exercise to extract value from the upcoming, uh, upcoming week's line. Week lines, weeks lines. Thank you. So the guessing lines intro. We didn't have the music. No music. Just a quiet one. We, I, okay. We're not sure how Chris feels about the music. Okay, so we just do. We got rid of the music. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Chris. We didn't. They didn't clear it with you. I apologize. Uh, so typically, yeah, please do that in the future. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> typically, this is about extracting value, but it's week seventeen, and the optimal and the uh, the word we're using is squirrely. Everything is squirrely. So we're trying to find value, but. Uh, motivations are suspect and uh, amateur psychology is at the fore this week. And so we don't want to get into that typically, but we'll do our best here. What is next in the afternoon window, Chrissy? Well, I still have this as a morning game. So Jason might have some, I'm going on dawn best. So that's all I have is time changes. But anyway, it's still a morning game. And I believe you may have something to say about one of these teams. Uh, we got the dolphins at the bills. Dolphins at the Bills. So, yes, this is an early game. Yeah, it's an early game. Okay, so we jacked up the order. But, again, what you need to know is the early the early window involves all the AFC teams that are trying to make the playoffs at the risk of being out of the playoffs. The late window is about AFC South title. Indianapolis also included in that because they have two different ways of getting in. About the NFC number one seed and about NFC ins and outs of the playoffs feels like they move the AFC South games to the afternoon. Yes, and then the night game is for the NFC East, Washington, whether they win or lose. Okay, so Miami at Buffalo, you said? Yes. Okay, so the, Ra- so the Dolphins beat the Raiders in dramatic fashion on Saturday, uh, and they do so by the score of 26 to 25. And let's go over just again the, the ending of that game. 16 to 16, the Dolphins put in, they put in Ryan Fitzpatrick. He leads a field goal drive to make it 16 to 16 with 401 left. Then there's the 85 yard touchdown pass to Nelson Aguilar from Derek Carr, who played in this game, surprisingly, to put the Raiders up 22 to 16. They missed the extra point. Uh, He out jumped Byron Jones for the catch. Then he juked Bobby McCain. Then Fitzpatrick gets the ball back. Uh, Flores again had inserted him in for an ineffective two of the drive before 59 yard touchdown pass to miles Gaskins. Gaskins did all the work there to put the dolphins up 23 to 22. Again, this is all in the last four minutes in one second. Then the PI uh, on Byron Jones, as he was covering Nelson Aguilar deep, 
again, a lot of people had trouble with that call. I thought live that it was a bad call, but on replay, he did have both of his hands on Aguilar, and the ref was looking right at it. So I, I understand why they called it. That led to uh, the field goal that put the Raiders up 25 to 23. Uh, all in, and then, of course, what happened at the end with 19 seconds left in the game. Um, the Fitz magic. One play was enough to move the Dolphins from their own 25 into field goal range. Matt Collins was left open for a 34-yard pass that Fitzpatrick threw while being dragged down by the face mask by Arden Key. The penalty moved the ball down to the Las Vegas 26, setting up Jason Sanders' winning kick. 26-25. The Dolphins win it with no time remaining on the clock. Fitzpatrick's desperation heave uh, to Holland setting up Sanders' 44-yard, 44-yard field goal. Moves the Dolphins a step closer to a playoff berth with that improbable win. Tua was 17 of 22 for 94 yards. That's it. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked three times. And I said it on this show, and I've said it on primetime action, that Brian Flores is as great as he's been this year. And we talked about it, you and me, Chrissy, on this show. He sort of painted himself into the corner with Tua. Like, what happens if they really need to win a game or if they're in a game in-game and they really have a moment where they got to get a drive done? And he regained his senses and he went to Fitzpatrick. He did it. I always wondered what he would do, and he did, in fact, do it. Fitzpatrick ends up 9 of 13 for 182 yards, one touchdown, no picks, no sacks in less than a quarter. It's Gil Alexander. It's Chris Andrews. This is a numbers game at VEASAN, the sports betting network, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo Sling, and Game Plus. Uh, Fitzpatrick threw for 182 yards and a touchdown with a passer rating of 137.5. Per ESPN stats and information, it tied for the most productive fourth quarter of Fitzpatrick's 16-year career. He led three scoring drives in the fourth quarter for Miami, with the final one the most unlikely after the Raiders bypassed a gimme touchdown for a field goal. The move to play for the field goal backfired. Raiders lost on a kick instead. Um, Miles Gaskin, who was uh, 14 carries for 87 yards, five catches for 82 and two touchdowns, said, quote, probably the most fun game I've ever played in my life. But let me just say this now about everybody, and I'm hearing it everywhere in sports media, and no one has been more critical of John Gruden than I have on this show. But the people who are killing John Gruden for settling for a field goal there at the end, what are you talking about? That is the most results-based analysis I've ever witnessed ever in the NFL. It was absolutely the right thing to do. After the Raiders kicked that field goal, leaving 19 seconds left on the clock, the Raiders have a 99.9% win probability. 99.9%. And so there's going to be some people out there who are listening who are like, ah, if the numbers, it's like, your, it's like your show's called a numbers game or something. 99.9%. <laughs> okay, well, if you don't like that, let me just do it historically for you. The Dolphins became the second team in the past 20 years to take over that deep in their territory in the final 30 seconds. Remember, they took over at their own 25 became the second team in the past 20 years to take over that deep in their territory in the final 30 seconds when trailing and drive for the winning score. And remember, they only had 19 left. Green Bay did it to Detroit five years ago. You may remember on a desperation pass from Aaron Rodgers to Richard Rodgers. I think we all remember that. So in other words, both from a win probability standpoint and a historical standpoint, of course what John Gruden did was right. All these people who are, who are basing their analysis on the result of what happened 
you're killing John Gruden. This is not an Anthony Lynn situation where it was an awful decision. This was actually a good decision. It just didn't work out. It's amazing to me how people can't remove the results from the process of it. Now, if you want to blame anything, if you want to blame anything, the Raiders' sideline allowing Carr to kneel down on third and goal with six full seconds still on the play clock, gifting Miami additional time for its future, you know, game-winning field goal. Okay, you can blame them for that. That I would agree with. At least milk it to the end of the play clock. The other thing is, and I'll leave it at this, but I think a, a lot of what people are missing is on that play from Fitzpatrick to Mac Hollins. Mac Hollins had caught 13 balls all year. The uh, the big 34 yard pass where Fitzpatrick got his face mask wrenched. The corner bit in the same on the flat pattern, the same way that Lamar Jackson of the Jets bit on it against the Raiders' Henry Ruggs in the Raiders' dramatic win against the Jets a few weeks back? Who was that cornerback? Damon Arnett. Now, Raiders fans, you can blame John Gruden all you want, but you all lost this game in April because the Raiders chronically overdraft. They overdraft Cleland Farrell. They criminally overdrafted Damon Arnett. Remember, he was the one guy in the first round that was that was picked way ahead of where he was projected to be picked because the Raiders don't understand the draft. They pick these guys. They, like, they get fixated on players, and they're like, we have to have them. We have to have them. And so when their pick comes up, they grab him, even though they could play it, they could get the guy much later. But the Raiders aren't like that. They're like, Henry Ruggs is available at 12. We don't care. We've got to have Henry Ruggs now, even though they might have ended up with a better wide receiver at 12. Or gotten Henry Ruggs later. And then at 19, here's Damon Arnett, who no one projected in the first round. And they grabbed Damon Arnett. Well, Damon Arnett bid on that pass. So if you want to blame the Raiders, blame them for not letting Derek Carr milk the final six seconds out of that play clock. And blame them for drafting Damon Arnett when they did. But John Gruden didn't do anything wrong. Stop fixating on the result, not the the decision-making process. And that's my rant, Chris Anders. What game was this again? Oh. <laughs> uh, Dolphins at the Bills. <laughs> Forgot completely. Uh, Dolphins at the Bills. Oh, yeah, that's right. Bills haven't played. Bills play the Patriots tonight. They're seven-point favorites. Bills are 11-3. and three. They're, a hail, they're a Hail Mary away from being 12-2. and two. And if they win out, they're a Hail Mary away from being 14-2. and two. Sean McDermott ought to be the coach of the year. Uh, I'll say the Bills... And here's here's one of these two where we don't know, right? We don't know what yeah. the Bills' motivation will be. Does it mean enough to them to win out and play everybody? Will they care to play Josh Allen in this game next week? There is some question, again, as we mentioned with Pittsburgh, number two seed or not. Do they care about the number two seed? I don't know. I, I mean, I'll just as a placeholder, I'll say Buffalo minus two and a half, but I'm just guessing. Well, appropriately, after that 11-minute rant, there's no number on this game. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but I have a commentary, a very quick, not Please. It's far less than 11 minutes. But uh, you ever notice the uh, the Bills host the Dolphins you know, in Buffalo for the second, they play twice a year. The second matchup is almost always in Buffalo. 
I think it's 12 in the last yes. 18, and then I got tired. I have of noticed it that. It seems like more. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I, you know who's a big Buffalo fan and for some reason follows me on Twitter? Nick Bakai. Oh, I love Nick Bakai. remembers him. He Nick, used to have a segment. He's, I love Nick Bakai. Nick Bakai has changed been, a few messages. Over. Yeah, he's been on a numbers game a couple times. He's been on a numbers game a couple times. I love him. I, I love Nick Bakai. So I DM'd him last night. I said, was there some sort of deal? Because you youngsters aren't going to remember this. The Miami was not an original AFL team. They came in in 66. And I was just thinking, they put him in Buffalo's division, and it's been changed a million times over the years, but it's always been Miami and Buffalo. Uh, so they always play twice a year. Was there some sort of deal that they had to go? I mean, it's a big home field advantage. You know, these Florida boys going up to Buffalo in December, you know, um, yeah. there's some sort of deal that that had to be. And Nick didn't know. He says, but that sounds very much like an AFL thing that they would do. Um, so we, anyway, we remember that's I, a great point. Chris. I can't find it. Yeah, because we remember it when we were kids that this was always the case with Buffalo and Miami. Yeah. Like, it always seems to be that yeah. way. Uh, by the way, uh, a couple other notes. I have about, a feeling there was some sort of deal, uh, you know, when they got in. But and I think it's great. Let those Florida boys come up to Buffalo <laughs> and play in some real weather. A one. deal that still lasts in 2020. My God. <laughs> didn't these didn't the merger happen in 1970 uh fitzpatrick by the way hasn't made yeah. the playoffs in his 16 year career that's hard to believe uh and brian flores it says is, that yeah. tua will start in this game tua will start and if things go awry then they'll go to the bullpen and get fitzpatrick again i guess here's the miami playoff situation they clinch a playoff berth with a win over buffalo or one loss by either Baltimore, Cleveland, or Indianapolis. Just wanted to clear that up. Do we have Brent's call on that? Is that what you were saying, Jason? Here's Brent Musburger, the great Brent Musburger from Vison, calling uh, the final sequence of this game between the Raiders and the Dolphins. All right, let's see what you can do for the 25-yard right. line. You've no got timeouts. No timeouts, and you got 19 seconds, okay? That's exactly right. A win is a win is a win. We'll take it. That's right. Fitz oh. is hitting... Oh my goodness! How does someone get the I don't, oh I don't believe this. They got a hold of the face mask, and Fitzpatrick somehow got the ball off. He somehow launched the ball, and Hollis is wide, wide open at the 41-yard line of the Raiders. Personal foul, roughing the passer Are you by grabbing me? the face mask. Defense. I've never seen anything like this in my life, Lincoln. I have not either. As a matter of fact, I've I not seen. I cannot believe he well, got this ball off. The face mask was being wrenched. And if I was in the booth, I would have quietly said, they drafted him 19th, Brent. They drafted him 19th. <laughs> <laughs> Brent, Brent would have said, lad, you're never invited in this booth again. By the way, you could make a case. You could make a case that Fitzpatrick's pass is one of the greatest passes in the history of the NFL, yeah. given the stakes and how his face was wrenched. Certainly for the Dolphins, uh, it's incredible. Good I couldn't agree more. That was unbelievable. Yeah, it really was unbelievable. You have your face face mask ripped like that. You're, you're, they turned his head like a hoot owl, and he wound up throwing it. Uh, you know, for the game-winning, essentially the game-winning pass, you know, from the 25, that's incredible. What'd they incredible. turn his head like, Chris? What'd you say? They turned his head like a what? A hoot owl. A hoot owl? A hoot owl. 
Yeah, don't you ever, didn't you learn that in school? Uh, uh, an owl can turn its head 360 oh, degrees. Oh, like a hoot owl. I didn't understand. I was like, oh, you mean like an yeah. owl that hoots? I didn't understand. I never referred to them as hoot owls yeah, an before. Owl, an oh, okay. owl, a night owl, a hoot owl, whatever. <laughs> you said yeah, like a owl. hoot owl. Yeah, you got to understand my Pittsburgh accent sometimes. <laughs> you know. Hoot owl. Uh, I suppose we better get to other games because I'm way behind schedule now. So what's what's next? <laughs> that no line on the no line yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> we should really do show prep okay. now we're we're on the afternoon games according to my schedule but i, I guess jason may have something for the update anyway green bay at chicago yes this is a late game because it involves a number one seed in the nfc so again the nfl doing this window by window so you can't have any correlated parlays happening in other words in their parlance an early game an early game can't affect the motivation of a later game so for betting implications no correlated parlays green bay at chicago green bay as we mentioned last night fifth consecutive win at one point they were out gaining tennessee in total yards 207 to 22 that was late in the second quarter they did have their lead cut to 19 to 14 before blowing tennessee away final score 40 to 14 they get the number 1 seed if they win or if seattle loses Plain and simple for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, 21 of 25 for 231, four touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked once. And by the way, the pick, he looked like he was just, how could I have possibly thrown a pick? They are going to be tough in that Green Bay weather. And Aaron Rodgers is playing the most effortless football I've ever seen. A.J. Dillon, who had 115 rushing yards all year, had spent over a month on the COVID-19 reserve list, 21 carries for 124, two touchdowns. Aaron Jones, 10 for 94, even though he stepped out of bounds. As I mentioned earlier, replay didn't happen quick enough for them to challenge it. Devontae, 11 for 142 and three touchdowns, leads the NFL in touchdown receptions despite missing two games with a hamstring injury. And then 448 total yards. For uh, for the Packers, 234 of which were rushing. By the way, the great Magic Johnson tweeting about this. He wants everybody to know, in case you missed it, uh, about the Packers' win last night. Magic always pithy, always describing a situation in a way that, well, no one else can. And it goes a little something like this. With the Packers having home field advantage in the playoffs, they will be tough to beat because of the cold weather and the snow. Cold weather and snow. Thank you, Magic. Wow. Chicago Bears, uh, again, with that big win over Jacksonville, and by big, I mean big in points in terms of being a 23-point win, but also just in terms of implications. They gained control of their postseason path when Arizona lost to San Francisco on Saturday. Again, I was very surprised that people didn't pound Chicago right after that game, but they did not. They waited till Sunday to do so. Uh, They can clinch a playoff berth with a win in this game against Green Bay or an Arizona loss, which we haven't talked about yet, uh, yet next week. The Bears scored 30 or more points for the fourth consecutive week. First time the Bears have accomplished that since 1965. Not known for their offensive prowess, these Bears. Uh, Trubisky, 24 of 35 for 265. Two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked once. His performance was far from perfect. His interception came in the end zone late in the first half. Uh, It was brutal. He scrambled. He threw it into a crowd with the Bears in field goal range. He nearly had another in the third. So he was doing Trubisky things. Montgomery, 23 for 95 and a touchdown. Robinson, 10 catches for 103. uh, Jimmy Graham, 4 for 69 and two touchdowns. Uh, But the Packers need it. They win their number one seed. So I'll say the Packers minus seven. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. 
criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> My number's closer to yours, but uh, I like your number better. How's that? First time uh, there you go. Today. It's four and a half. Uh, I made the game six. You know, I know the Bears are playing much better. <laughs> it's funny. They're going to wind up signing Trubisky. You know that. The one oh, no doubt. I mean, they've been looking. <laughs> the Bears have been looking for a quarterback since Sid Luckman retired. What was that in the 30s or something like that? <laughs> uh, but they're going to do it. They're going to do it. Uh, anyway, I, I, I'm going to open this game five. That's a, I don't even see a five. I see it all four and a half. But I'm going to take a bet of five. I think Green Bay right now is just... They're playing fantastic football. And the Bears, you know, they've come alive, certainly. I know. But the Packers right now, boy, I, if I got the Packers going for me on Sunday, I have no problem with that. So I'm going to open five. Effortless. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers looks like nothing on a football field surprises him in any way. I know that second half against the Panthers last week was a little weird. But yeah. other than that... It's just like, oh, I see what's happening. I see what's happening before the play starts. I see what's happening while it's while the play's going on. I don't change my facial expression. Devontae Adams and I are telepathically connected. Um, it just seems so easy. By the way, that touchdown pass to Adams in the end in the corner of the end zone, one of his three last night, which is you couldn't you could stop the tape. Rogers couldn't have walked the ball up better to him. Just a, just unbelievable. Um, all right, so what are you putting up uh, finally on that? I'm, I'm going to use five, although I don't see a five out there. It's all four and a half. But, okay. you know, I mean, I, I, if they want to give me a bet on, on the Bears, and I, like I said, on Sunday, if I need the Packers, I'm okay with that. Again, both teams need it. Packers, number one seed if they win or Seattle loses. Uh, the Bears, they can clinch a playoff berth with a win or an Arizona loss next week. Amazing Magic's talk show didn't uh, amazing, right? Through the roof. <laughs> That's a great comment. <laughs> <laughs> we have this Saints at the Panthers. Saints at the Panthers. All right, so the Saints still have a shot at the number one seed again. They crushed Minnesota on a Saturday. Um, did so with 52 points, 52 to 33 win over Minnesota, Minnesota, just completely on defense laying down, uh, saints will get the number one seed. If they win, if Seattle wins and green Bay loses saints, win Seattle wins, green Bay loses saints are your number one seed breeze was 19 of 26 for three eleven, 
Who cares? Alvin Kamara, 22 for 155, a career high, and six touchdowns. Six! Ties an NFL record set in 1929 by Ernie Nevers by running for six in a game. Uh, 40 yards, one yard, five yards, six yards, seven yards, three yards. And they pulled him out for one. Yes, they did. They went to uh, Taysom for one of them. He could have had seven. Also has the Saints records for rushing touchdowns in a season now with 16. Does Kamara in total touchdowns with 21. He has five receiving. Won a lot of fantasy games on Saturday for people. 583 total yards for the Saints. 264 rushing. 36 first downs. And they were minus two in turnovers, but they had a 36-47 to 23-13 advantage in time of possession. They never punted, set a record of yards gained in a game by a Vikings opponent with 583. And then Carolina beats Washington yesterday against Dwayne Haskins and, T- and Taylor Heineke, so whatever. Bridgewater, 19 of 28 for 197, one touchdown, one pick, sacked four times, lost a fumble. Samuel, 7 for 52 on the ground, five catches for 106. They were plus two in turnovers against Washington. Panthers have eight losses this season with a chance to tie or take the lead late in the fourth. I'll say New Orleans by seven. By seven. <clears throat> Once again, I like your number better. It's six or six and a half. I made this game eight and a half. You know, last night I was checking the opening lines. It opened Saints five and a half, so it's been climbing ever since. Uh, I have 31 minutes to decide, but I might open this game seven. I'm looking at either six and a half or seven. But let me say this. You know, First of all, I, I always have my question marks about the Saints. I don't know why. I'm not 100% sold on them. Uh, but as far as the Panthers go, they I think they have found the right coach. Now, they need a lot of help up and down that lineup. But they found the right coach. Anyway, six and a half percent. I think I might open seven on that. Yeah, you you said that before. I think I agree with you. Matt Rule does appear to be the right coach. And again, they fired their GM, their longtime GM, who they got to two Super Bowls with. He may end up in Washington in some capacity with a Ron Rivera connection. Chrissy Nick Bakai, as it turns out, is a VEASAN subscriber. Just got a word on that. Oh really? Courtesy oh, Billy. Yeah. Yeah, he's been following me. I you know, I, I love him. I think he's hilarious and uh, just a brilliant guy and uh yeah. For the, so, and he answered me right away that. Yeah, for those who don't remember, uh Nick Bakai, well before gambling was ever uttered on mainstream right. media, he did a gambling segment without calling it a gambling segment like 20, 25 years ago. And he would say, he would think his famous line was, uh, what was he goes uh, at the end? He would be like push, right? Operation push or something like that at the end. Yeah. Advantage, advantage, Advantage push, push, advantage, push. Yeah. He also wrote like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He's been on a numbers game. I had him on. He told an amazing OJ Simpson story. I'm going to have to, uh, resurrect that or maybe get Nick on the show again and ask him to tell it. Maybe that's the way to go. Maybe we'll get Nick yeah. on this. Yeah, one. He's a Buffalo guy. That's why I tweeted him. Yeah. Okay. If he knew anything about that scenario. All right, let's get to, uh, we got more games to get to what's next. By the way, Don Bess is just catching up with Jason at the time changes. The Colts <laughs> and the Texans games were both uh, moved to the afternoon. Jason has always been a anyway. best. Always. I'm glad Don yeah, finally yeah, caught yeah. up with the program. Yeah. Jeez, oh, man. I mean, we're paying these guys, too. They're supposed to be ahead of us. Okay. Well, we're paying Jason, uh, too, to be fair. Yeah. Well, I'm not. But yeah. Okay, you guys. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> next up. Chargers at the Chiefs. Chargers at the Chiefs. We don't have to spend much time on this. Uh, but the Chargers do get it no. done, finally, 
Uh, they let they let the Broncos all the way back in the game, tied up sixteen to sixteen yeah. after they were up sixteen to three, but they do win it nineteen to sixteen. Justin Herbert twenty one of thirty three against the Broncos in their nineteen to sixteen win uh, for two fifty three, one touchdown, no picks. He was sacked twice, sets the mark for the most rookie touchdown passes in a season, twenty eight, eclipsing Baker Mayfield's twenty seven a couple years ago. Led the Chargers on winning drives in three straight games. Now he's the fourth player to throw for over four thousand yards as a rookie. Andrew Luck, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, the others. Uh, and again, after Brandon McManus tied it at 16 with 247 remaining with a 52-yard field goal, Chargers took over at the 25. We're in the red zone three plays later. And then four plays after that, Michael Badgley with a 37-yarder with 41 seconds left. That held 1916 winners. Plus two in turnovers were the Chargers. Who knows? Anthony Lynn may keep his job after all this because they're 6-9 and nine now. I don't know if the Chiefs don't care, and they have no reason to because they've got the number one seed. Maybe they finish 7-9. and nine. Chiefs clinched the number one seed in the AFC and a bye and home field advantage with their win over Atlanta, which again, much closer than uh, the the uh, the line. It was a a 11 and a half point closing spread, Kansas City and Atlanta. Now nah, called 11 even. They win by three, 17 to 14. Neither team could score in the first half. Uh, Patrick Mahomes threw a 25 yard touchdown pass to Marcus Robinson with just under two minutes to go. The play before that should have been a pick by A.J. Terrell, though. So whoever had the Chiefs and Survivor, man, was the universe smiling on you yesterday. The Terrell non-pick. And then Young Haku's 39-yard field goal try to tie the game. Looks like it's going right down the middle and all of a sudden like saw like a, a, a something to the right and turned 90 degrees to the right. Complete slice. Faded it. Not more of a slice. With nine seconds remaining. Chiefs escape 17 to 14. It's their 10th straight win. They've won the league record seven straight one possession games. Set the franchise record for wins in a season with 14. Uh, and uh, Kelsey, single season record for receiving yards by a tight end, eclipsing George Kittle. Since beating the Jets on November 1st, here are the margins of victory for the Chiefs two points, four points, three points, six points, six points, three points, three points. That's your number one seed, Kansas City Chiefs. They have nothing to play for. I don't know what Andy Reid's going to do. Placeholder, I'll say minus four, because I don't know what else to make it. Well, um, there's a couple numbers out there that I don't even know if they're bettable. You know, each side favored, like two and a half, one and a half. You know, so I don't know. I'm not going to put up a line here until we find out what more they want to do. But by the way, and you kind of hit on it subtly, they're not playing that great of football no. right now. I mean, they're winning a lot of close games. You know what? A field goal here, a turnover there, they're going to lose. You know, I don't know if they're going to lose in the playoffs or not. They might, they might not. But there's some good teams in this AFC. And, uh, you know, I think Buffalo, certainly. And Buffalo could beat them. And the Ravens are playing some pretty good ball. I don't know if it's just against lousy competition. But this team's right for an upset right now. They're not playing that great of football. Aaron Schatz of Football Outsiders called me out on it during the Megapod a couple weeks ago when I very sort of in a lazy fashion said, yeah, you know, they turned it on against Miami in the second and third quarters. They outscored them 30-3, to three, blah, blah, blah. And, and Aaron said, he goes, you know, it's, it's super subjective because it's the Chiefs. We tend to just purge it as, yeah. or, or just to sort of, uh, yeah. you know, process it as, oh, they can turn it on and turn it off. But if it was another team, we would never say that. And I acknowledge it. It was very subjective. By the way, Drew Dinsick the next week, yesterday, uh, last week on, on a numbers game, came on and sort of said the same thing. A lot of red flags with the Chiefs. Man, it's going to yeah. be tough to bet against them. I mean, we're talking about betting. Do I still want my money on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? Yeah, I probably do, but I get it. Again, since November 1st, wins by two points, four points, three points, six points, six points, three points, and three points. 
Seven straight one-possession wins uh, for the Chiefs. That's a league record. So interesting. All right, uh, Chrissy, we got four more games to get to. Tee up one of them for me as we go into the break here. Seahawks at the 49ers. All right, Seahawks at the 49ers. Uh, Seahawks clinched the NFC West with their win against the Rams yesterday. They can clinch the number one seed still with a win, a New Orleans loss, and a Green Bay loss to Chicago. Seattle has allowed nine points per game during their three-game winning streak. They've held opponents to 17 points or fewer the last five games. Not exactly a murderer's row. Philadelphia, the Giants, the Jets, Washington, and the Rams. But still, for a defense that was criticized, holding opponents to 17 points or fewer the last five games. Wilson was 20 of 32 for 225 yesterday in the win against the Rams. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked five times. And then San Francisco, as we uh, we didn't mention, they beat the Cardinals on Saturday. C.J. Beathard, 13 of 22 for 182. Three touchdowns, no picks, sacked three times. Third string quarterback. He was one of he was one and nine as a starting quarterback heading into it. But Wilson, Jeff Wilson Jr., 22 for 183 on the ground. Kittle, 4 for 92 in his return. The 49ers playing their final home game of the year in Arizona. Home in quotes against the Seahawks. Uh, I'll say Seahawks minus 6. We'll get Chrissy's response. Just a placeholder. Coming back on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, Chrissy. uh, Seattle at San Francisco. I said Seattle minus 6. And again, Seattle... Clinching the NFC West yesterday, but they can clinch a number one seed with a win, a New Orleans loss, and a Green Bay loss to Chicago, no matter how unrealistic that sounds. Uh, I like your number better. It's uh, four and a half. It was four. It seems to be climbing. I think I'm going to open five on this one, but I got to tell you, I have been off on the 49ers all year. Yeah, I, this is one team with all their issues uh, you know i think very good coaching uh good general manager all that sort of thing but they've had a ton of injuries you know in the super bowl last year uh, i've been off on them all year but i like seattle they you know, their defense is playing better i mean i know they played some cupcakes but you know, their defense is playing a lot better all of a sudden so i'm gonna open five see if they want to take it but uh, like i said it opened four mostly and it's been on a climb ever since so uh, i think I think this is going to go higher, and I'm going to try to get ahead of it by opening five. All right. Let's do one more. Raiders at the Broncos. Okay, we don't have to spend much time on this. Raiders were 0 of 10, 0 for 10 on third down against the Dolphins, despite 418 total yards. Eliminated with their fifth loss in six games and will be out of the postseason for the seventh, it's the 17th time in 18 seasons. 17 out of the last 18 years, the Raiders haven't made the postseason. Why do we keep acting like the Raiders are a great franchise? Stop it, everybody. Stop it. So tired of it. But I love you, Oakland. (laughs) I just want to put that out there. I was in Oakland this weekend. Uh, Coach John Gruden chose to run down the clock as we talked about. Uh, His quote afterwards, I don't regret it one bit. I just regret the results. Unquote. He's right. Denver, as we mentioned, lost to the Chargers. How about Jerry Judy with multiple drops in this game? That yes. dude that dude never dropped a pass at Alabama, yeah. and he dropped like four passes yesterday, one of which could have won the game for Denver. What's, what's up with him? Broncos were minus two in turnovers in that game. The big announcement from the Broncos, Chrissy, Vic Fangio's coming back. Yeah. 
I know, yeah. I, I don't know. I'll split the difference Try between yes. Yeah, I'll split the difference between three and a pick, and I'll say Raiders by one and a half. No idea. Yeah, it's in one of those games. It's between one and a half and two and a half. I have no real opinion here. I mean, my numbers come a little higher, but you know, who knows? So I'm going to open two here. <laughs> and by, we didn't hit on it much when we were talking about the Miami. But Tua better learn to throw the ball downfield. Oh, yeah. He can't be captain checked down his whole career. No. Because he's an accurate ball somewhere. Jeez. Well, this is, again, it's why I said, I said on numbers game with you, I've said it on primetime action. Brian Flores really painted himself into a corner with Tua starting no matter yeah. what. And he is, according to Flores, going to start again on Sunday, and I guess Fitzmagic is there for a relief appearance, but it is a very odd way to go about things when you are when you have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. If you're the Dolphins, you owe it to your fans to try to get in the playoffs here, and is Tua your best foot forward now? He may be great moving forward, but certainly not now. Um, and uh, Richard Palmer just tweeted, great tweet, that Bills-Dolphins game, could the winner of that win coach of the year between Brian Flores and Sean McDermott? We talked about the Alabama-Florida game being for the Heisman between three players, maybe that's for coach of the year. Anyway, last of the afternoon game, sir. (laughs) We can't spend much time on this either. Cardinals at the Rams. Oh, yes, we can. I have verbal verbal diarrhea here. Not not as much as the Dolphins and the the Raiders. Uh, Kyler Murray in the loss. Arizona loses outright to the Niners 20-12, to and the Cardinals needed that game. As you said at the top of the show, must-win situations, and I get it, it wasn't technically a must-win, but if you're in must-win situations, games you need, must-wins, you must not be that good. Kyler Murray was 31 of 50 for 247, no touchdowns, one pick, he was sacked three times, eight carries for 75 yards, but uh, Arizona's playoff hopes dealt a brutal blow with a 20-12 loss, and because of that, they no longer control their own destiny, Chicago does, uh, Arizona will reach the playoffs, uh, if, the, if the Bears rather win, They'll reach the playoffs because of a tiebreaker over the Cardinals. So Cardinals need help. Kingsbury was the culprit to me in this game. Watching this game, and the whole time I'm screaming at the TV, fourth and two from their own 35. Let's start at the beginning. Fourth and one at their own 34 with 630 left in the second quarter, down seven to three. He goes for it at their own 34. Gets it. Gets away with it. Fourth and three at their own 48 with two minutes left in the second quarter, down seven to three. Gets away with it. Fourth and five at their own 42 with 235 left in the third quarter, down 14 to six. Gets away with it. And then finally, you knew it was going to come back and get him. And then the absolute audacity of going for it. Fourth and two from his own 35, down 14 to 12 with 918 left. What are you doing? And it finally bit him in the butt. Cliff Kingsbury, that's on you, dude. That's on you. Just reckless. Got away with it a few times, didn't get away with it the last time. And then there's the Rams, who again, have I pointed out that the Rams stabbed me in the heart in Survivor? And that my final two picks, the Ravens cruised yesterday and the Colts are 14-point favorites, as we've already established next week. All right, never mind. 35 left in Survivor. Congratulations to you all. We'll track that as the week goes on. The Rams can still get a playoff berth. They can still clinch a playoff berth despite their loss to Seattle yesterday with a win or a Chicago loss. But NFL media is now reporting that Jared Goff may have broken his thumb when he hit it on a Seahawks defensive end at Benson Mayoa's helmet on a pass attempt in the second half. Goff was able to play the rest of the game 
after the injury, but that doesn't mean it's a sure thing that'll make the start against the Cardinals this week. John Wolford at a Wake Forest is their backup quarterback. He's never appeared in a regular season game. That's also the case for practice squad quarterback Bryce Perkins. The Rams, again, will advance to the postseason with the win or a Bears loss. Consecutive losses for the Rams for the first time this season. Jared Goff, 24-43 for 234. No touchdowns, one pick, three, three sacks. And as Pro Football Talk tweeted, because, you know, this is my favorite subject of all time, you cannot win a Super Bowl without a rookie quarterback who, excuse me, a quarterback who overperforms on a rookie contract or a Hall of Famer. And here's how Pro Football Talk put it in uh, succinctly yesterday. 2015, Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota drafted one and two. Their teams didn't extend them, and after five years, that was that. 2016, Jared Goff and Carson Wentz drafted numbers one and two. Their teams extended them after only three seasons, and now they both regret it. The NFL is a tough business. That's a painful tweet to read. Oh, with that Jared Goff face. But broken thumb, man, you shouldn't be playing. Rams minus four. I guess. But we don't know the quarterback, Chrissy, so I don't know. Like, I see a couple numbers out there, but I'm not sure that they're bettable. But it, it, four is what I see. I'm not putting anything up. i got to find out what's going on with golf. But as far as uh, the Cardinals go, you know, I've never been a Kingsbury man. I, I, I don't know why. He should be an offensive coordinator, maybe not a head coach. And I've never been crazy about Murray either. So, um I have my questions about this team, certainly. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to put this up for now. I've got to hear more about what the, the Goff situation. And Wofford, was that the guy's name? Yes. Or whatever yes. the backup quarterback yes. is. Uh, I don't uh, even remember him. I don't Wait, either. Forced, I think he I went. don't remember. Got to Sean McVay, though. I'll bet you the guy's better than we think. Where does Sean McVay end? And where does Jared Goff begin? I'm not so sure. I think Sean McVay's a genius anymore. I got news for you. Sunday night. NFC East. What's the matchup? Washington at Philly? I know this one. Washington at Philly. If Washington wins, they win the NFC East, baby. Dwayne Haskins yesterday, 14 of 28 for 154. No touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked twice. He lost a fumble. He was stripped of his captaincy this week after partying with several people. (laughs) That's very generic. He was at a strip club without a mask, and he got docked $40,000, stripped of his captaincy. Chase Young is now the captain, breaking COVID-19 rules. All three of his turnovers, all three of his turnovers yesterday were in the first half. He was benched for a practice squad quarterback, Taylor Heineke, in the fourth quarter. And then for good measure, in case you missed it, Dwayne Haskins skipped his post-game press conference yesterday. Good riddance. Really? Dude. (laughs) Oh, my God. Is He he is. There's problems, man way beyond football problems with that kid. This will be his last game in a Washington uniform, that's for sure. Taylor Heineke, by the way, was 12 of 19 for 137 in relief. Since the start of 2018, Washington is 10 and 5 with Alex Smith starting. They're 6 and 26 with others starting. How about that? 10 and 5 with Smith, 6 and 26 with others. We don't know if Alex Smith is playing in this game or not. Chase Young, four tackles, one sack, forced fumble, fumble recovery. He's amazing. But they had four turnovers, and they were minus two in turnovers, so they lose to the Panthers. And then Philly, as I mentioned, up 14-3 to against the Cowboys. Then they just go to just into the crapper. Six loss in seven games for the Eagles. They're eliminated from playoff contention. Deshaun showed up, had a catch for 81 yards and a touchdown, backpedaled his way into the end zone, did a flip, and we're like, hey, we're up 14-3. to Hey, Deshaun, you got outscored 34-3 to the rest of the way. Maybe not do that. Maybe your team's eliminated. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what to make this. I mean, if it's Alex Smith, Washington might be favored by a tick. If it's not, Philly's going to be favored. But we don't know. Rivera's come out and said that Haskins will not start, according to breaking news, Aaron. Well, that we know. It's Heineke or Smith. 
but it's not. It's definitely not yeah. Dwayne Haskins anymore. He's done. So I don't know what to make it, Chris. What you got? Well, that I made a tick. <laughs> uh, but it's the Eagles one is pretty much the number. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got I got bet on Washington you know, before the season to not make the playoffs for a pretty big bet. I need Washington to win here. So uh, that, that might influence my number a little bit along the way here too. But at least Tyler Heineke, I remember him in college, not like the Ram guy, you know, so he was a pretty good player. Uh, but Haskins, I think you're looking at uh, Jamarcus Russell too. Yeah. Yep. Never take a snap in the NFL again, I don't think. Christy, I don't like anything. That's my honest answer. How about you? I like the Cowboys. Okay. Likes the Cowboys. Only four days until VEASAN's no longer available on Sirius. VEASAN.com slash listen for all the details. Don't be late. Go there now. Thank you, Chrissy. Thank you, Gil. Coming back. Good luck with everything tonight in the football game or beyond. From all of us at VEASAN Esports Betting Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.